You're listening to the Screeners Podcast Network. Well, welcome back, everybody, to the Geek Card Check. My name is Tyler. And I'm Kate. And we are Chrysalis this week. This is very sad. This is a sad time for us. Like... I'm feeling maybe genuine tears here. I can't believe he just, left us so just a little soon. Bit. I know. Yeah, we, we got one week into it, and then our schedules all fell apart. I mean, how Although, dare he have a life? What is wrong with him? Ridiculous. Okay. Ridiculous. Well, we'll forgive him because we want him back next week. And and in a few weeks, I'm going to be the one because I'm going to miss at least two weeks in a row for... <gasps> so, hey, three Slacker. weeks from today... Getting married, pretty exciting. What? Pretty exciting. Uh, we're gonna be one of those one of those COVID weddings, but don't worry, everybody. We're you know hand sanitizing and masking up. We're being smart and socially distancing. We are being wise during this wedding. It's gonna be great. So just so you guys appreciate what Tyler's doing, he decided to get this married this year just so you could have something good in 2020. You're I'm welcome. And, and following up your lead, because you got married in 2020, so we are basically yes. just propping up 2020. The it's, only it's, good it's things. It's a terrible year, but we've got a couple good things happening. So Yay nice. us. Well, this week we've got a check-in, uh, and Kate's, I think, going to kick us off with this. Uh, we've got a check-in. It's been a while. It's our first check-in, I, sent, I think, since July. Uh, mm. So I'm going to assume that we've watched one or two things or read one or two things. And, uh, ish. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, ish. So kick us off. What's our what's our uh, first thing that we're going to be talking about that's making us geeky? Well, last week I got this email um, from these two authors that I happen to really enjoy, and in the email uh, it said, "We talked to yes, we have on the podcast." And the email said, "Please join us at two o'clock on Wednesday for a surprise." And I'm like, "All right, I'm in." And so I joined. I clicked in. Hello, James S. A. Corey. They announced. Finally, the title of book nine of the Expanse series, which is the final book in the series. The final novel, right? Because there'll final be a novel. Like, collection yes. of stories, right? So what's the, what's the title? So um, if you guys recall, the first book in the series is Leviathan Wakes. Well, the final what? novel in the series is Leviathan Falls. What? Oh, crazy. Which suggests so like, much. Leviathan sleeps, or I was I was wondering where it would go with that. That's Leviathan cool. has the munchies and eats the solar system. <laughs> Leviathan's stoned. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, I oh. would totally. I'm down for that one. Um, so anyway, it doesn't have a release date beyond 2021. Though they still haven't given us a month, and I suppose that's fair because right now the publishing industry is catching up from lots of years yeah. or years <laughs> feels like years, but <laughs> lots of months where things were just not normal. And the actual printing companies that print books are super behind right now. Yeah. So um, it wouldn't surprise me if that's part of why they have not announced a release date yet for um, book nine. They mm-hmm. also announced that there will be a novella releasing after the final novel and okay. that uh daniel abraham one half of uh, james sicori has actually been like lobbying for this novel for four years now and he's finally getting Ooh. to do it uh okay. ty told us this with the sort of look like yeah he finally gets this one so just for you to anticipate how in. excited he is about this <laughs> so this novella actually um so they said that the events of the ninth novel they do wrap up 
uh, all the major storylines, blah, blah, blah. But the final novella actually wraps up some outstanding questions from the series that they don't, mm. they just didn't really fit in the novel. So we don't quite know what that means, but there will be more reveals or bow tying something yeah. in the novella after huh. that. And then after that. And that's that, going to be collected with the 10th. The, the 10th will be the collection of all of the short fiction stuff except the one that goes with the role-playing game because that one is exclusive mm. to the role-playing game. Okay. But all the other ones are supposed to be in the 10th book, which is, we don't know when, but since they, sure, sure. once the novella is done, which they I don't think they've actually written it yet, um, then all of those will already exist. So it'll just be whenever the publisher Orbit decides to put them all together and market it. So yeah, I was going to say, cause that, that won't be a lot of extra work on their part. It'll just be right it together and you know, maybe a forward or something like that, but yeah. Yeah. So if you want to see the cover art for the new book, it's pretty cool. It's up on Goodreads. It's on social media everywhere on the James S. A. Corey uh, feed, et cetera. So it's all over the place, but the cover art is also available out there uh, for your um, cover ogling. Ooh, that'll be fun. Yes. Um, I actually just Googled the Googled the cover here. Looking at, let's see if I can find it here. Ooh, I like it. It's kind of, Very it's kind of fiery. explosion heavy. Yeah. Oh, this is exciting. Yeah. So, so with, many with, questions. With uh, the exact same uh, George oh. R. R. Martin quote that's been on every single one. Which is so annoying. They don't need to George written. to sell this series. They are <laughs> Not any, good no. on their own. But that they does are. remind me, um, in this um, uh, announcement call that they did, they also said that Alcon Entertainment, who is the uh, production company that makes the TV show of The Expanse, mm -hmm. um, they actually have the rights such that if they wanted to keep the series going beyond the ninth book, they could. So it could be a, it could be a Game of Thrones situation, which I, I, we if hate they that want comparison, to. But, but it could yeah. be where they, they just do their own thing. And he's yeah. not, and he wasn't trying to suggest that they are going to, but he made it clear that they have the right to option. do that if they want to. And so it, for those people who are having that, that bittersweet feeling of the series is ending and they are, they've put a firm hard, no, we are not doing anymore. This series is done for us. You could potentially get more from a TV series. Cool. Interesting. So that wow. was my explosive thing of the last week. Tyler, Oof. what do you have? Well, okay, so as you know, as we've said, I I've been crazy busy between you know. So I'm a teacher, and school is starting. Or school started two weeks ago, and uh, you know, we're we're all online and and all this other stuff. And so just our whole like my brain is is has been devoted toward uh, that and wedding planning. And so uh, we've just I, I realized when we talked, we we're going to do a check in, which usually our check ins are like are easy. Like okay, what you know, what can't. You know, I, I have to cut stuff out of what to talk about because, yes. you know, usually I'm consuming so much. But now it's it's been this is not bad. This is just like a reality of life situation. Like, oh, shoot, I, I actually have not been watching a lot of new stuff because or, or reading a lot of new stuff because I've been so busy. And when I'm so busy, I actually usually retreat back to comfort some food. staples. Yep. Yeah. So I've, I've been rewatching Deep Space Nine. Um, I've, which, which we love is fantastic. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm always rewatching the West wing at all times. I'm rewatching the West wing. And so it's I'm, a great alternate reality. It's true. Some, oh, yeah. Uh, and, and actually, um, Clarice, my fiance and I are watching through, uh, uh, the West wing. She has not seen it before. She's seen random pieces oh, of it, but so that's fun. She's getting a uh, first time. Oh, that's it's, special. It's, it's really great, but we haven't, you know, we haven't really been able to do that for a little while now cause it's been so busy. Um, 
so so yeah, uh, very few new things. Um, but what I have been doing is uh, is uh, listening to podcasts like crazy um, because there's a lot of mm. okay, I'm you know getting my house ready for for her to move into and you know clearing up space. So just lots of listening is happening. Um, and so tickle the ears while the eyes a, are busy. Uh, oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. So I'm going to give a, a, a bit of a podcast roundup. There's some I've. Uh, I think none of these I've mentioned before, except for one. Um, but I'm but I'm gonna talk about it and how it relates to the others. Um, and I've still got my old standbys. You know, I listen to The Office Lady. I listen to Star Trek: The Next Conversation, which, by the way, is just is just delightful and wonderful. It's just these two guys talking through every single episode, and they're like three hour long episodes, and it's fantastic. Um, but uh, but the ones I want to talk about is actually the Last Podcast Network. Now, have you, Kate, have you listened to the last podcast on the left or have you heard of it before? I've heard of it, but I have not listened to it. It, it has quickly become what I think is, is my favorite podcast, uh, next to ours, of course, cause ours is pretty great. And screeners podcast is fine too. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but I think like Clarice and I were just saying, like, how in the world is this the best podcast that's out, just out there? Cause it's, so it's a true crime podcast and I would credit them. Um, I would credit them for being one of the main instigators in the in the true crime wave. They've been uh. around for a long time. Um, they've been around for a very long time. Like they've five hundred episodes or something like that. It's it's been a, a good a good lot of of, uh, of podcasting that they've done. And now they are a network with. I was just trying to get a count. So that's four, eight, twelve, uh, fifteen. They've got fifteen oh, wow. shows on their network. Yeah, are they all, all true run crime? by the no, they're not. So they've, okay. they've really diversified. So I'm gonna, I'm not gonna mention. I'm not gonna mention every single one of them. But I've dabbled into each one, and you know, found some that are my taste and some that are not. Um, but what they, you know, there's they kind of have a cast of their own characters that that are in each one of them, and they're, you're constantly bringing up new ones or they cross over, which is mm-hmm. kind of fun if you have people that you like to listen to. Um, so last podcast, last podcast on the left, I've I've mentioned here before, but that is true crime, and it is like. I will say none of these are are safe for work. So just FYI on that one. If if you are listening to podcasts at work, you know, put the headphones in. Um, Body but, parts uh, flying. Oh, oh, one hundred percent. Last podcast is like deep dives into anything from aliens to serial killers to cryptids to Exploding just weird. Exploding corneas. You know, uh, probably, uh, probably, yeah. And uh, and they they alternate that that uh, series with a um, with a kind of mini series called side uh, side stories where they just kind of talk about weird news from around the world and, mm. and just talk about that. And it's, it's run by these three comedians, um, Henry, uh, Henry Zabrowski, Ben Kissel and Marcus Parks. And they are really funny and re- like super sharp and witty. And they do their research. Like these are the best researched podcast I've, I've ever listened to. Like they are really, really, really deep dives. They did like a five or six episode uh, podcast on um, on the JFK assassination and just all of the things that go around it. Now, here's the thing: is this podcast network is exclusive to Spotify, um, so they just signed a big. I know, and I'm not a Spotify user except for these guys. I will tell mm-hmm. you, I I was like, nope, I'm not doing it. I'm not I'm not switching over to Spotify. I don't need that. I have my app that I use and it's great. And I and then like a few weeks later, when I I couldn't listen to them, like I I started like getting the shakes. Like oh, I needed boy. to go. It was bad, and so I I started listening pretty much just for these guys uh, to Spotify. So that's the last podcast on the left. They have one called Fraudsters that just started. Um, 
which is two guys, um, uh, like literally they're only four episodes in, but it's these two guys talking about like scam and fraudsters that, that are on, um, uh, uh, you know, bilking people out of a lot of money. And they did a whole, like, I think a four episode series on, um, Miss Cleo and the psychic readers network. Ooh. Uh, it was, it was great. It was really, really good. Um, Abe Lincoln's top hat is the name of another one. They're also really good at naming things, by the way, Abe Lincoln's top hat, which is a, like a, it is their political, um, discussion uh show so you know that might be kind of triggery but i will say it's very funny um they have one called the brighter side where they kind of just talk about happy stuff page seven which is pop culture history mm-hmm. so I, i'm in the middle of listening to one uh called uh, about the jersey shore they have one just which you are seriously listening to one about jersey shore oh yeah i don't care about the jersey shore it's them it's them just talking about it and making fun of it because it's it's so so funny they had a really good one on the princess bride it's fantastic uh so it's it's really Mm. really really good uh one called uh wizard and the bruiser which by the way is is i think just they ripped off the geek card check but that's fine that's that's who it is that's fine uh one called the side work podcast which is about uh people working in the in the food industry and just people kind of kvetching about about (laughs) working in in food and and that those struggles which i did all the way throughout you know high school and college oh yeah tyler loves food and cooking and smelling food yeah he likes food but it's it's more specifically like people working service jobs in the food industry so it's like wait you know waiter rants and things like that it's really really good Mm. so anyway the last podcast on the left, uh, there there are more shows than I've just mentioned, but those are the ones that I've listened to with maybe more regularity. The last podcast network uh, found on Spotify is 100% um, worth the time. Uh, just, you know, not safe for work. But other than that, really, really, really good. Hmm. Cool. So what about you? What's next for you? Well, I had a surprise a couple of days ago that... Okay. Um, I wasn't even looking for kind of thing. It just popped up. Best, best kind of surprises. Absolutely. Um, so I am a librarian and yep. uh, as a part of my job, I get advanced reader copies of books that are coming out sometime in the next year. Um, and I logged into my place where I get digital ones mm-hmm. and they were advertising a title that had just been dropped in and there might have been a loud squeal that brought my husband's head around of what just <laughs> happened. Okay, I'm very literally gripping my like my arms, my armchair, because I'm I'm very very excited because I love when you get arcs that. Yes. Okay, go for it. Alrighty, it is the new Andy Weir novel, Project Hail Mary, which oh comes out in May 2021. Oh my gosh. What do we know about it? I, I actually, I knew he was working on something, but I knew nothing other than that. Yep. Do we know anything about it? We know a little bit. Um, it is another standalone and okay. it's ways set in, in the same universe kind of a thing or we don't know. That has not been said, but it would not okay. surprise me because he tends sure. to do that. Yeah. Um, so this is another soul survivor kind of story. Um, Going back to form. Good for him. Yep. Yep. So in this case, um, this guy basically, you know, needs to save everybody, except he can't remember his own name or how to complete his assignment. And he kind of woke up really, really far from home, as in farther than Mars, far from home. And yes! he's like surrounded by dead bodies that he or his crewmates and he can't explain what happened. Holy cow. 
And so he needs to save everybody from an extinction level threat to our species, but he don't know what's going on and he's got to figure it out. Mm. So back to wow, form with I... a survival story with, with things getting real. Yeah. Wow. Oh, that sounds exactly. So it's called, what's it called again? Say it again. Project Hail Mary. So you know what okay. a Hail Mary isn't like yeah. sports. So like a long shot. It's yeah. Yep. yeah. Oh, Wow. So okay. May I, I, 2021. I am so for excited. you guys. I can't even. I need oh. to finish a couple books before I can start it. And let me tell you, the Oof. desire to cheat on everything I'm reading right now to read this, it's I might still give in, but mm. that is coming. So that is uh, his third novel. He's written other short fiction, etc. But this is his next big release. Oh yeah, author of The Martian, author of Artemis, and, and which I. I we just read reread the Martian this summer. Uh, Artemis, Artemis, I liked. I didn't love, but I certainly yeah. enjoyed it. I was okay with Artemis, but that might have been the whole sophomore slump kind of thing. Versus the Martian yeah. just hit me so powerfully, and it was yeah. so much fun. And yeah. Artemis was fine. So rarely has there been such a just a delightful debut novel as the Martian. So I mean, yes. everything about it is just. Oh, yes. it's just exceptional. I had marked this as want to read on Goodreads. And so I was like, cross my fingers, Tyler, let you be so busy that you don't notice this so I can surprise you with it on the pod. I didn't see. No, yes. I haven't been on Goodreads in a while. This is great. Yes. Oh, this is so, great. That is good. I'm so pumped. And just so I can be a little bit of, you know, a smug jerk face to you. That's fine. I also yeah, scored the new Murderbot book that comes out next year. Ah! Which I need to get caught up on Murderbot. You and do. we've talked about Murderbot on here before, but you guys, everybody, I, we, the two of us keep recommending It's kind Murderbot of like a universal Wells. recommendation we have. If you like so sci-fi that's fun, do it. Yep. Um, it's the, the new book is called so Fugitive Telemetry. I think that might also okay. be May uh, of next year as well. But it's and not... a novel, not a novella, correct? Incorrect. So oh, no. the previous book that came out this year was mm. Network Effect, and that was a novel, We've gone okay. back to the novella form as okay. the way the first four books hey, were. So it's going to be like a snack of the tastiest, most fun Ooh. sort. I'm excited. So got to, you know, let some of that energy Ooh, bleed out from very, excitement. Very so please tell us about something else, Tyler. Uh, so... Uh, so after after spending all that time saying that I hadn't watched anything, I like, but really, I, I looked back at my, at my letterboxed. Yes, yeah, I I looked back at my letterbox and and until yesterday, I hadn't watched anything like any any new movies until September fi- uh, since September fifth. That will be how that's just how busy I am, and I watch lots of movies, but multiple um, a day sometimes when you're just flying hard. I know, I know, but uh, and I'm and I'm really good about logging them i'm pretty i'm pretty religious about logging them kind of like on my goodreads um but uh last night we were sitting around and and saying okay what do we uh what do we want to watch now i had seen this movie i got a screener for this um for the independent spirit awards in january or something like that so i actually saw this a while ago before it really got big and then um and then now it's you know this movie is on prime and everybody's talking about it the vast of night have you seen that yet no, I don't think I know anything about this. Oh, you need like as soon as possible. You need to watch the Vast of Night. Vast um, of Night, making a note. Yeah, it, it is, and it is presented kind of in this way too. It is presented as a, an episode of of uh, 
they don't call it the Twilight Zone, but basically a, a fake version of the Twilight Zone. I think they call it Paradox Theater. Okay. Um, and it's it's it starts out on a TV screen, like looking at like an old fifties TV screen, and then you kind of zoom into it, and you're watching it as a movie. But mm-hmm. but uh, it's it is it feels very much like an episode of the Twilight Zone. Um, it's I don't want to tell you too much other than it's set in the 1950s in New Mexico, and there's something in the sky, um, and it's about a. It's Are we in Roswell? <laughs> Just checking. Uh, a, maybe like a like a fictionalized version, possibly. Possibly. Okay. Um, and I forget the name of the city in it, but um, it's, it's in fact you know what I think the first time I watched it, I don't think I I I made a bad connection. It's it's I'm remembering this now. It's called Cayuga. Uh, uh, New Mexico, which I'm thinking because we're from Ohio, I'm thinking Cuy- uh, Cuyahoga, right? Uh, so um, anyway, it's, I think it's called Cayuga, New Mexico, which might be a real place, but at least it's a fictionalized town. But what is so good about this is it's a very it's a very small cast. It really is largely, with a few ancillary characters, it is largely um, uh, a teenage girl and maybe a slightly older teenage guy. She is kind of a an AV geek uh, in high school, and he is the the DJ at the local radio station. It's set almost in real time. I mean, pretty much in real time. In one evening, um, at like this this basketball game is is starting. So the entire town is gathered at the basketball team. So uh, basketball game. So it, you know the, everything else is deserted. She's a switchboard operator. And he's working um, at the at the radio station, and this stuff starts coming over the uh, coming over the radio and interrupting mm. calls and stuff, and so th- that that leads them into uh, investigation, and and it's it's very snappy, quick dialogue, and it, in fact, it feels very Aaron Sorkin ish. Um, oh wow! It's it's a little bit heightened dialogue, even a little bit as uh, clever too. Yes, very very clever, very funny. Um, good characterization through the dialogue. There's good rapport between the characters and the camera work in this movie is just so unique. It's almost presented like a play in some cases where there's just these incredibly long, 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 long takes of just monologuing or a conversation or one person on a phone. And it, and you, you don't realize it until the end you're like, Oh, this has been about 10 minutes of just this girl alone on screen talking on the phone, but you would, it's just so snappy and quick in the way that it's happening. You, you don't notice it until the end. It's great. It's really, it's a really good movie. And then the music is fantastic. And, and just, I, I, it's, yeah, it's really excellent. So vast of night is what it's called. And it's free on Amazon prime at the moment. Alrighty. Um, cool. So yeah, that's, that is the big thing uh, that I have, that I have been watching. So well, there's one more thing I'll mention uh, sure. that I watched too, but after you, after you. Okay. So what's next for you? Well, speaking of streaming services, uh, Netflix um, earlier in the month, on the 4th, um, released a new TV series uh, called Away. and Oh, I want to watch that, but I have not yet. It's on my list. Okay. Well, I thought... Be- Tell me whether I should watch it or not. That's the big thing. <laughs> because this is in our wheelhouse topically, it's basically a crew going to Mars for the first time. Oh, um, sweet. Okay. And so I thought, this is in our Hillary wheelhouse. Hilary Swank is in that? Is that right? She is the lead in it. Okay. She is. Uh, so I thought, I'll watch this. And we haven't finished the season yet. Um, my husband and I are watching it. But we're like two-thirds of the way through the season at this point. Mm-hmm. So what I say covers that much. And the first thing I'm going to say is lower your expert- expectations. Okay. Okay. Straight up. It's a science fiction premise in the sense of people are going to Mars for the first time. 
but this is not a science show. The science not only takes a backseat, but it's kind of one of the games we're playing where we're like, oh, no, 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 they wouldn't do that. Uh, and so this is a drama more than it is a sci-fi. Yes, definitely. Okay, okay. Um, and hey, which there's a place for that, as long as that's where you're you're going into it, knowing that that's yeah, OK. Exactly. I will also say, well, the acting is pretty decent. The writing really Ooh. is not living up. There's mm. a lot of cliche what they're doing of manufactured drama, etc. And I really hate to say that because we have some great actors. We've got Hilary Swank in the lead. Mm-hmm. She plays Emma Green, who is the uh, captain of the mi- or commander technically of the Michigan. Uh, Josh Charles plays her husband, who's an engineer for NASA back home. He was actually supposed to be on the uh, be an astronaut, and then he had a, a medical thing that sidelined him. So mm. he's sort of quarterbacking from home. They have uh, Talitha Eliana Bateman, who plays their daughter, Alexis. She might mm-hmm. actually be the most interesting character in terms of she has the most personally going on of everybody in the way she's written. Because, I mean, her mom's gone okay. to space to Mars. And something happens major to her dad early on that complicates everything for them. I won't say more than that. Sure. Um, her dad is played by Josh Charles, I think I mentioned. Um, then we have... Uh, Vivian Wu, who plays the Chinese member of the crew, and uh, she's a uh, a scientist who uh, something chemical. It's not chemical engineering, but I forget exactly what the name of her specialty is. So we have her. We have Mark Evenier, who you might recognize. He plays the Russian character in any number of character actor parts and shows. He plays okay. uh, the engineer and the guy who's been to space the most times of any of them and feels like he mm. should be in charge of the mission. Um, oh, so there's a little bit of that tension there that's that way. Oh, okay. yeah. Then we have uh, Ray Pathanaki. I'm not sure. Or Penthaki. I'm not sure I'm pronouncing his surname correctly. But he is both the, sur- the flight surgeon and the pilot. Um, okay. And then we have uh, Otto Essendal, who you... Oh, I've heard. He is in so many okay. things. The name sounds familiar. He was also in Tales from the Loop that came out last spring, if you remember oh, that. I still need to watch that. Um, yep. The character's name is Kwesi. He's um, uh, originally from Africa, from Ghana, I believe, but raised in part in uh, England for with an adoptive family. He is the ship's botanist. Okay. No, he's not Mark Watney, but he's a really cool character nonetheless. Um, sure, sure. So that is the primary core group that, so it's essentially an ensemble cast storytelling in each episode. You get more into the backstory of each of the characters. Um, it's it's more family drama than it is sci-fi. And I have lots of nitpicks about how they're running NASA, but um, it's I'm not saying you should not watch it. You should lower your expectations about sure science and all that but it's it's been an enjoyable watch for something that's not super dark and gritty although things do Mm -hmm. go wrong sure like i feel like it's a good 2020 watch when there's so much awfulness in the world and you just want something that it may it may not be living up to what it could be but it's still a decent watch is it kind of would you say heart is it heartwarming in that way or is it kind of just it's just a good i mean a good watch. It's trying to be more hardcore than it's capable of being okay. as a sci-fi kind of show. And so there are moments where I'm like, okay, you totally did that for the drama, but it's okay. I enjoyed it. It's a little bit. Sure, it's sure. kind of like the TV version of a Hollywood blockbuster trying to tell a science story, but not on the level of The Martian where they got a lot more right. Sure. 
Interesting. Well, I was just looking at the the uh, creator Andrew uh, Hinderaker, who worked on Pure Genius and Penny Dreadful, which I, I really enjoyed. Penny Dreadful. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a it's a weird show and it's very dark, but um, but that will tell you. Yeah, it's it's very soapy as well. So okay, definitely I'm, soapy. I'm and like I I kind of j- I chuckle just about once every episode at their versions of weightlessness. I'm like. I mean, this is so obviously mm. like they need someone sure. who can coach the body. Somebody's movements. just actually like bouncing up. Like, it's off, way, like, like a... the expanse handles weightlessness way better, but yeah. they also are a bit, you know, they're a bit of a high watermark that I'm not mm. expecting most shows to get anywhere sure. near. So well, and their source material is, is really helpful for that anyway. Right. Okay. So, huh. so yeah, watch it, but don't expect a lot out of it. No, honestly, that's, uh, I kind of appreciate knowing when there's lowered expectations, yeah. you know, like it's, I sort of, it's, I almost wish that was for, uh, for space force and oh. space force sucked. It was so terrible, <laughs> but like, I wish I knew that going into it, but, mm-hmm. it, but there were so many people that were, that were loving it and just raving space force is the greatest comedy. Cause it's, it's just Steve Carell and Greg Daniels again. So mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's the office is back. It's like, no, 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 no. This is bad. This is very, 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 very bad. But if I had known that going in, and they, I could have enjoyed some yeah, of it more. Yeah, make it worse when they don't tell you that. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I have something that is. Uh, it, uh, this is this is just great. This is right up my alley. So, I I don't know if I've talked about my love for food shows. Uh, we've just mentioned my love for food not long ago, mm-hmm. but but I I love food shows. Almost any of them. Like I it. I love travel food shows, Anthony Bourdain, Andrew Zimmer, and all of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I've loved those. Um, uh, Somebody Feed Phil has been one of my big recent ones that is just. It Did is you just ever watch Iron Chef? And happy. I love Iron Chef. Like that, I cut my teeth on Iron Chef. Like that yeah. was so early on. I And even the original one with the, like, uh, the, the Japanese one. With, with the original the, with one the, the is guy. what I watched back in the day. Oh, yeah. And, and I like Iron Chef America, too. I think it's really good. And it's partially because I, I also kind of grew up on Food Network, so I, I liked those, you know, those personalities. But mm-hmm. I love I love food competition shows. I love food travel shows. I love I love just a cooking show. Like, I, I love all of them. It doesn't matter to me. I love them. Um, one of the things that, net, that you know, we all can acknowledge that Netflix has done incredibly well has been documentaries. Um, like, documentaries, docu-series, they've done a great job. Um, one of the one of the shows that I have long really enjoyed, although I've I've fallen a little bit behind on it, was um, was Chef's Table. Um, oh, I think I saw just, that advertised, but I haven't watched any of it. Oh, it's it's very very good. Um, some of them because and this is this is a compliment. This is this is my problem more than it is theirs. Um, because they're they're really purposeful about about following a wide diverse range. Um, of, of chefs. So in terms of, in terms of gender, in terms of nationality, language, cuisine type, like it's, uh, it's really, really great. Um, that, that means quite a lot of them are, are heavily subtitled. And I love that. I have no problem with that other than I can't like watch it out of the corner of my eye while I'm doing something else. You yeah. Know? So, uh, so cause that's half of the food shows that I do watch. I'm watching them while I'm cleaning or watching them while I'm doing something else because you know, they're not deep, meaningful mm-hmm. things. I, I don't know. So, that was my only, it's not a criticism. It's just a know that about the show, but man, their new season. And it's actually branded as, as almost a spinoff, but it's called chef's table barbecue. I'm telling you right now, I have, my mouth has never watered so much 
as during were you dehydrated oh it was bad it 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 was real rough and and so like i need to smoke something not like you know inhale but like i need to go like i need to get myself a slab of meat i need and and i need to and i need to smoke it uh it's (laughs) stick that in your pipe It, it is. And I love, and I love to grill. I love all that stuff. I don't have like a, a Traeger, like a smoker or anything like that, but I love to grill. Anyway, it, it the, the shows on it, they, they just follow a chef and they just talk about their origins and how they became who they are and what they, you know, what they care about. And, and so they're good just person, you know, human interest stories as much as they are about the food. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, these, these, I think it's only four episodes are just, they're just, they're beautiful. First of all, there's the cinematography on chef's table is, is second to none. Mm. It is, it is food porn, uh, <laughs> you know, to the nth degree in, in a lot of ways, but it's also just, it's, they're incredibly well-told stories mm. that are, that are heartwarming and uplifting. They are not political. They are just like, that is what, what we want to watch right now <laughs> during yes. COVID is, is real good food and good people. Uh, and and uh, their stories and so the chef's table barbecue uh, especially the first three the f- the fourth one again was it was a subtitled one and so i it didn't connect with me and again it's not the subtitle it's i it's my state of mind right now i couldn't watch it out of the corner of my eye mm-hmm. i'm sure that if i sat down and watched through it it would be it'd be just as good as the rest um uh but the the first three episodes in it were just um i think that i'm remembering the order right were just really fantastic so um yeah, that's that's where I'm at. Um, I'm I am just I'm liking happy things right now. That's what I'm saying. Well, I'm gonna follow this up with something slightly less happy, but okay. still worth your time, and arguably more worth your time than away. <laughs> sure. Well, not even arguably, it is just period, but it'll go by faster. <laughs> so, did you see the movie Fast Color when it came out in 2019? It was a limited no. theater release. No, but I, I heard of it, and it's on my list to watch, but other no, I have not. Well, now it's on DVD and streaming, which is how I got okay. to watch it. Is it streaming for rent, or is it streaming for free anywhere? For free, and I'm now blanking. I think it was Amazon Prime that I watched it on. Fast Color, right? Fast Color, yes. I'll look it up while you're, while you're telling so me. So it has uh, Gugu Mbatha-Raw in it. Oh, we love her. David Strathairn. It mm-hmm. has Lauren Toussaint. Christopher Denham. Oh. And sorry, Sin- I did not see this, but this one hundred. Now I remember one hundred percent what you're talking about. It looks so good. Yeah, and yeah. Sunia Sydney, who you might remember mm-hmm. as Amy in the TV show for The Passage, the little girl that oh yeah um, is part of the main. Th- yeah, so those are the main characters. There are certainly other side characters, but they are the core of everything in this movie. And first of all, I want to say if you're going into this movie expecting big fireworks and lots of adrenaline pumping that is not this movie so i shouldn't be expecting fast colorful things in fast color <sighs> well get it uh, yeah 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 <laughs> you gotta give it to me come on you gotta give that one to me really okay yeah okay move on <laughs> so this uh uh our main character um the character's name is Ruth. This is Gugu Mbatha-Raw. She has been on the run for many years in hiding. This is set in the future in a world mm-hmm. where water is an extremely scarce resource. Like, you can pay 12 bucks to get a cup of water kind of thing. Like, wow. And in this, um, she has some kind of superhuman powers that you learn early on. She can somehow involuntarily create earthquakes. 
that happen oh, in the region. Okay. Like everything starts shaking and falling just like an earthquake. And um, you find out that she is one of three generations of women who each have some kind of superhuman powers, though they're not okay. all three the same. And um, it is a beautiful, intimate story of what do you do when you're born into a family of people with superhuman powers but you don't fit in with the rest of them and yours only seems to be destructive and trying to shut it off and to deal with it and that gets her into a lot of trouble and eventually facing that she needs to go home and figure out what do i do with this thing that's been happening to me all these years wow and okay so there's uh, mother-daughter relationships in here there's ethical questions but i watched this and it was refreshing to watch a superhuman story that wasn't the avengers or dc or, like it was none of those it's a, it it it's own flavor its own story it's female focused and it gets yeah. to a different aspect of those story questions i want when i finished the movie i went i need to know more about this world, especially sure. there's a reveal at the end that she has. They're like, wait, what? Oh, I need to know more. Well, apparently Viola Davis announced summer of 2019 that she's picked up the rights for this show to develop it for television. Oh, we don't know. I, I mean, too. development, who knows if it'll ever happen, but I really hope so because there's just some real beauty to this story. And when you see finally where her story goes and what the title Fast Colors actually means, mm-hmm. it's it was satisfying for me very much. So I enjoyed it. And oh, cool. I really I, hope I that you try it, it out too. Oh, I, I just bumped that up on my on my two-watch list. because And so that is streaming on both Prime and Hulu, okay. uh, as far as I can see. And Epics, if you want to you know watch a lot of ads. Um, but it's... Uh, yeah. Oh, that sounds great. And I, Google Mbatha Ra is... is I think one of the most underrated actresses yes. around. She's so good and raw emotion is just, is what she does She's best. Very good at that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, um, a very definitely recommended, cool. uh, one to watch. Ah, awesome. No, that's, that sounds right up my alley. Cool. No, I'm excited about that. I've got one more to cover. Do you have any more Tyler? Do it. No, I'm, I'm out. That's it for me. Okay. So, I'm going to next talk about Tyler's favorite author ever. Okay. Um, because he has a brand new book that released uh, last week, his first adult fiction story. Um, oh, is this John Green? Nope. Oh, who is this? <laughs> Christopher Paolini. Sanders- no, it's not Sanderson. Oh, Polly. Oh, shush. <laughs> okay. So I will say, here's, I love my fiance. I love her greatly, and I'm so excited that she's moving in. I now have the full, complete set of, of Christopher Paolini, uh, in addition to some of his ancillary works, uh, now in my house. Uh, sitting, actually, arm's reach from me at the moment. You're going to be okay. And it's not something that I thought would happen in my life. But, but you know what? Hey, hey, this is what love is. You know, it's, you it's can about, grow, uh, Tyler. You it's can about grow. growth. It's about growth. So for yeah. our listeners who have not heard me razz Tyler about this before, um, the first... In the inheritance cycle, uh, Aragon is responsible for Tyler for many years hating talking dragon anything. He has since oh, yeah. I'm finally coming out of that. Revised that, and there are some talking dragon stories he allows in his life now. But 
he I've been pranking him over that series for Oof. almost as long as we've known each other. And so oh, yeah, easily. This was it, the latest it, version of me it, razzing Tyler. It's uh yeah, it it is one of the worst books that I've ever read in my I sorry, I, I will not say that. Aragon, the first book I didn't hate. I didn't love it, but then the second one I put down and I was like, I can't believe I wasted this much time reading half of it. And then I stopped. Well, on that recommendation, awful. let's talk about his first adult book. <laughs> Oof, and don't even get me started on the movie. The movie was hot garbage. Anyway, please tell me what's his first what's his first adult novel about? Christopher Paolini, what's his first novel? It's called adult novel. To Sleep in a Sea of Stars. It is I like the title. A space uh, opera. What? Yes. His first entry into science fiction. It's okay. 880 pages, so it is a doorstopper. Sure. He's been working on this for like, I think it's like nine years or something. So this was sure. his big thing. Um, I am about 20% through it, so I can only talk about what I know so far. Oh, you far. started it? Yes, I am reading it. Yes. Wow. Okay. Okay. And honestly, I did right. not expect to still be reading it because I could never read any of his teen stuff. But I put that down to, I, I well, I burned out on teen fiction years ago. And so... Sure. I, it's the rare book that I'll go back for. Um, so anyway, um, what I can say about it at this point, um, it's to, so for me, quality, hard sci-fi, The Expanse would be exemplary of that. Yeah. And then you have fantasy in space, which is functionally Star Wars. Sure. That's the spectrum I'm going to use based on my experiences there. When it comes no, totally. to tech... It's closer on the spectrum to the expanse than it is to Star Wars or Star Trek because you have things like um, ship AI hive minds, you have um, bots, you have faster than light travel, but then like they do flip and burns the way that the expanse does. So those things uh, are in it. Interesting. It's level huh. of characters and characterizations is closer to the star wars end of things but not okay fully star wars like they're more developed than star wars it's okay. popcorn space opera with sure, some sure. hard sci-fi elements definitely thrown into it and if you've read paolini before his love of puns they are there and they are the one i love puns i was gonna say which which is brings a smile to your heart probably well here's the thing i like puns but i like puns that are not the so obvious it doesn't like anybody could pick it up kind of thing i like the ones sure, where sure. there's a little bit of oh didn't see that coming that was great some some thought into it yeah yeah and so far okay. like basically i will tell you there we're on a spaceship at one point and a live pig goes floating by and <laughs> the main character asks about this and the guy basically says well, this is how we bring home the bacon and i'm like oh no oh. no that that no no oh that's unfortunate okay yes yeah uh -huh. so uh -huh. there's some of that uh -huh. in there so if that annoys you just keep that in mind um we have a female main character with uh um oh how to put this um she's uh a xenobiologist, but I don't entirely believe her science capabilities at this point, to be honest. So, uh, sure. a bit popcorny there. Um, there are definite horror elements in this. Like, this is not oh. teen level stuff. It's not a horror 
story, but there are horror elements in it that involve um, moments of torture and death and such. But it's not okay. dark reading. This is this is not Song of Ice and Fire. This is not The Expanse sure. level. This is I can deal with that uh, easily. Well, and I just I just looked it up on Kirkus uh, just to see what they say. I love Kirkus reviews, mm-hmm. and maybe you know. Hey, it's like it's like any review site. You gotta you know know what you're getting with them, but uh, but they they're actually pretty gracious to it. It is a fun, fast paced epic that science fiction fans will gobble up. Yeah, they say that that's fair. Interesting. So I feel like I'm doing a lot of qualifying, but that's a lot because of where I come from with this and where Taylor comes oh, from with this. Me too. If yeah, if it, the moment you said Paulina, I was I was intrigued and then going, yeah, I'm not gonna read that. Yeah. But now that you're saying, like honestly, I will say that. I, I'm fully willing. And if you, you've read, what did you say, about a third of it? Uh, 20% at this point. 20%? And and you haven't put it down yet? I, I'll say, like, hey, that gives me, you know, when I when I find a free moment to start reading. Yeah. Uh, I'll pick that up. That's cool. That's great. And maybe this will also, for those of you who, when I said it's an 880-page book, you're like, yep, I'm out. Um, yeah. Let me just tell you that I'm reading this before bed, and part of what's working with this, because I don't have a lot of time before, my brain's just too tired to care. Mm-hmm. They are doing lots of breaks throughout the chapters, so there's lots of shorter chunks that make it easier to stop oh, nice. if you just don't have a lot of time to commit to it. That's really okay. what's made this book possible for me at this point. So it's a fun no big deal read for when I read the expanse books, I want to be awake and brains firing mm-hmm. for all that for what they you do. You need to for those. You don't yeah. need to for this. <laughs> this is like good, easier uh, SF reading. So it's supposed to be in the fractal verse series, but what is unclear is whether or not this is going to be continued events or a standalone book where many books mm. happen in this universe. That sure. they have I've seen that in a few different places where that's so the he's calling it. He's calling it the what did you say fractal verse? Yeah. So that that's what he's like. He's named it. This is the universe I'm talking about. Or they did not name it on Goodreads, but I've seen it on PR and a few other places. Okay. So I have some question oh. marks of if it's an official so series or what yeah. exactly. So question marks there. Um, we do have. Um, um one other thing so i noted that there's a pig in here one of my weird pet peeves with um science fiction that um does not just apply to things that could be set in our universe but also in secondary world universes is how uncommon it is to see animals on ships very true like they do exist in some unless they're like alien a big weird right, like alien aliens but yeah. i mean actual just domestic animals so there's a great moment in this when a cat goes floating by on the ship where it's like working itself because it's figured out how to handle zero g gravity and i'm like cool i'm cool with that like this is one of my things and there's more than one cat in this even so it's not even a token animal sure so and and for him you know i i really appreciate and this is what i try to do it's been a while since i i've kind of taken a break from from fiction writing as well just you know brain's not there yet Mm -hmm. uh but that's that's been one of the things I've wanted to do and, and not, not always successfully at all, but like, but just of saying, okay, what's a cool thing that we don't get to see or a cool aspect of something or, or whatever. And, and that doesn't usually get to work with me, but that's, that is something that at least intrigues me mm-hmm. is not just, not just brand new for new sake, but a new take of, or like something that's 
common that we see as common but is left out of yeah. of books and i think that's intriguing so cool that's that i like that yeah totally huh. So that was To Sleep in a Sea of Stars by Christopher Paolini. I have heard that the audiobook is excellent, but I haven't listened to it, so I can't say sure. beyond that. Uh, and Ooh, that, that released that on the 15th. I might be able to... So you might yes. finally find your way into tolerating him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I might be I might be able to pick up an audiobook before I get into the book book. So. Yep, oh, cool. totally. So awesome. those are my things for this episode. Did you have anything before we wrap up? No, I think that that uh, brings us to the end. So why don't you take us away? Okay. So just a reminder to everyone that we are doing a new feature for the show called Short Wins, where we do a award-winning uh, science fiction or fantasy, and we all we read the same book and discuss it. Um, and we selected that title uh, in our first episode of the season. And in case you missed that episode or needed a reminder, the book is Binti, B-I-N-T-I by Nettie Okorafor. It has um, print, ebook, and audiobook. It won the 2016 uh, Hugo Award for novella. We will be discussing it's that. It's excellent. Yes. It's excellent. Genuinely excellent. It's the spoilers for our conversation. It's, it's yes. we'll see what Chris does with it, but, but the two of us, at least spoilers, it's great. Assuming it doesn't, uh, things don't change. We are currently on mm-hmm. track to discuss the book on October 25th. So mm-hmm. you have, this is your notice to acquire the book, buy it, get it from the library, whatever, and read it before then. We will be having a spoiler full conversation about uh, the book on that podcast episode. Yep. Um, the other reminder is that uh, our next podcast episode, we will have special guest Tyler's fiance Clarice. And we will be discussing the first Bill and Ted movie. Uh, oh, yeah. That was Clarice's recommendation. She was deeply ashamed that I hadn't seen it yet. So we have to talk about that. Absolutely. So if you have not seen it, this is your chance to watch it before we discuss it and spoil it. If you're looking for an excuse to rewatch it, here's your excuse. Exactly. Alrighty. All right. So, um... You can find us on social media at Geek Card Check on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Until next time, Mars will come to fear my botany powers. Oh, I'm so excited. I love, ah, okay, the Martian's so good. I don't even care. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Daggone, so good. Mm